Millennials are grossly underestimated. Their jobs aren't their whole worlds. They have options, they have the internet. Job satisfaction and strength of relationships, there ain't no app for that. Education is not a mechanical system, it's a human system. Any kind of work that's on some level predictable, then that's gonna be susceptible to artificial intelligence and, and machine learning. And that job, where you go to a building and you stay there 40 hours, and then you do that again for 40 years and then you retire, that's gone. Technology magnifies our leverage and increases our creativity. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Please wait as your individualized operating system is initiated. This is the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, guiding you through the madness of modern life. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status, in recognition of their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Now, here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. What's up, powerful nonsenses? Hello. We are back in your ear holes. How are you doing? For another episode of Powerful Nonsense, the millennial podcast. If you're joining us for the first time, I am Wayne Ingram. I am Jim Yildiz. We are the Powerful Nonsense crew dem. Officially millennials. Officially millennials, yeah. Actually, has, has there been an official like time span? It seems, still seems a bit wishy-washy, the whole are you a millennial, aren't you a millennial time frame. I'm not really sure. I go for, generally as a rule, I say to people, if you're born between the mid-80s and the mid-noughties, mm. you're a millennial. Officially, Wayne has set the Officially. guideline there. That's, that's the, the powerful nonsense scale. The PN millennial scale, we'll call it. So us millennials are getting on. Yeah, yeah, we are. Because millennials used to be corny and they sound like, oh, they're young and this and that. Like, My niece is joining senior school next next month, which is officially, well, by the time this episode goes out, it will be this month. Is that scary? In fact, I think she will have started. That's really scary. Do you know what scares me as well? Like, I realised that next year, you know, when we've got our emails for university, Gem mm-hmm. Yildiz. Oh, eight. Ten oh, no. years. I was actually talking to one of the actitudes on the phone the other day, and there's a 10 year anniversary being planned. And I was like, <laughs> oh, hell no. How has it got to that point where you're having the reunion of when you went to university? Mm-hmm. And he was talking to me about his children, and I remember his daughter being born when we were there. He was talking to me about his children. He's like, yeah, my nine year old and my five year old. I said, oh, yeah, the five-year-old's the one that was born when we were there, right? And he went, no, no, that's my nine-year-old. I was like, oh, my God, I am old. Scary times. <laughs> so old. Do you know that the other day, it was 20 years to the day that Goldeneye came out on the N64? That was a 20 years. Nice. Mate. Mate. Scary times. What welcome, the hell? Welcome to millennial life. Just reminiscing on all the old... Goodies, Power Rangers, all that jazz. Uh, that was a good film. That Power Rangers film that came out recently. Pretty. Oh, the recent one. I didn't watch that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a CGI fun fest. It wasn't a great film in the traditional sense, but it was fun. It was fun. Which, anyway, which ranger were you into? Oh, the Green Ranger. Really? Yeah. He had his own theme tune. He had his theme tune. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, he had a he had a flute for a weapon. 
I, I actually had that. Dang. that Did you? Oh, I wanted that awesome. so much. That's pretty sick. I had all of the Power Rangers Zords, all of them. The deluxe ones, not the shitty ones that that you could only pull the legs off of. The ones that actually separated into all of them and formed into all, the Megazord. Then you got the Dragon Zord and you stuck that on. and <sighs> Those were the days. That was a great Christmas. <laughs> that was a great Christmas. Anyway, what are we talking about today? Um, not Power not Rangers. Power Rangers. Um, so we're talking about, uh, this is almost like the sequel to uh, last week's episode. Um, we're talking about entitlement and how, well, this is based off of a blog post by the one and only Seth Godin. We're going to pillage the title, possibly. Yeah, probably just steal that. Yeah, because it was a good one, which is uh, entitlement is optional. Um, and it's kind of a sequel to last week's episode because we were talking about, you know, whether or not you're living the life that you want that you expect. want and expect and feel as though you're entitled to. Let me just reposition myself. Just readjusting <coughs> on these pillows. Oh, uh, yeah. We're, we're sitting in a sea, sea of cushions on gemstone. Uh, never have enough uh, pillows, I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I beg to differ. Um, but, yeah, so we're talking about entitlement and um, whether or not we're too entitled, whether or not we're, it's right that we're entitled. And Why every single blog article about millennials contains the word entitled. Entitled, yeah, that's true. That's true, they do, don't they? We get a bad rep. Or the other one, other than Do you know that. why I think it is? Do you know why I think it is, Jim? Why is that? Because we millennials won't put up with bullshit. <laughs> that's why. We put and up. And other non-millennials don't like it. So as soon as we mention anything we want, like entitled. Yeah. You want to be paid more? Entitled. <laughs> you want to have your own home? Entitled. So I've been working here for 10 years now. Could I have a slight waging? Entitled! <laughs> or, or they usually say, millennials are destroying everything. That's the other one, isn't it? It's like 10 things millennials have destroyed in the last 30 days. 10 things millennials don't want you to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so we're talking about entitlement, right? Because as we've just discussed... Millennials, and this is not just exclusive to millennials, this, this episode, but, but millennials tend to be on the butt of the entitlement jo- joke. We get tarred with the entitlement brush, that's what we'll go with. And they get what brush on their butt and who? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, it's, it's becoming a, a real thing, and I think it's a combination of entitlement and, and the narcissism that I think uh, our modern society has has created in the last decade. Yeah, I think it's a blending of both. I think there's a definitely a more... Uh, this cat's still going off. Sorry if you guys are hearing that again. I've got a new little kitten and it literally has got a bit of a siren meow at the moment. He does not want... He's like a puppy. He does yeah. not want to be left alone. Yeah, so... You have to wait, mate. Like all my many girlfriends. <laughs> but yeah, as you were saying, I think it's a... It's a um, so it's two things there is that narcissism because it is that sort of awareness of what is available and out there but on the flip side of it is actually uh, millennials being aware that they don't want to be taken for a ride as well like so i think it's it's two sides you got the entire millennials who just expect because they see everybody else has got it mm. but maybe don't deserve it as much and then you've got the other side of it is actually you know what this is unfair and actually i want right. to say something about it right and i guess it's it's about a it's a very, very, very fine balance, isn't it? Um, as to whether or not you're entitled or whether or not you're just sticking up for what you're entitled to. 
You're entitled to your entitlement, Wayne. <laughs> you are entitled to your entitlement. That's true. You are very entitled to your entitlement. But no, I think I think there is a there is there is an issue I think that has also been created in the way that really, if you think about the the noughties in particular, as in two thousand to two thousand ten. Well, two thousand to two thousand eight, should I say. We really had it pretty good as a generation. And that's where, like, most of the people of our generation were just about to enter some degree of adulthood. Um, And we were just leaving school or we'd just left university, depending on what age you were. Or you were just coming into senior school um, or whatever. It was the possibilities. Millennial, everything's going to kick off. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'd never had it so good. You know, in the early 90s, everybody was poor. And then we we come through into adulthood. Oh, this is what life's all about. And then, um, then that was quickly taken away from us. <laughs> um, just as we just got all our qualifications. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think because we had it so good then, I think there's an element where we're kind of like, well, why can't we have more of that, please? There, there seems to be this, this relationship between employment and entitlement that seems to be a significant issue. And that's where most people complain about millennials the most. Because we won't stick around in jobs very often for a long period of time because we feel as though there's something better out there. Uh, we will also, we, we don't have a problem going into a wage negotiation willing to, uh, unwilling to walk away and go, okay, fine, I'm out of here then. Simon Zenek also mentions how like you'll be in a job and feel like, well, I'm not making an impact. So that's, I'm getting out of here as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And I think the Simon Sinek, uh, video is definitely one to look at with regard to entitlement um but i think but but we were looking at an article earlier there's this issue of if millennials don't go in with an entitlement attitude of this is what i want and this is what i expect then there is a fear having seen it with our parents um and having witnessed it ourselves initially going into the workplace um is that we feel that if we don't go in with that gung-ho attitude, that eventually, essentially will be walked all over. Mm-hmm. And that we will have unrealistic expectations put upon us. And don't forget, don't forget, this actually all started not in the workplace, but actually at school. The amount of exams we had to sit, the amount of pressure that was put on us, the amount of homework we had to do. Our parents, in fact, my older sister, who has kids of her own, she looks at the homework that her kids are doing and is like, this is ridiculous, the amount that they're expected to do. And likewise, our parents. I remember my parents occasionally saying, this is ridiculous, the amount of work that you're expected to do. We were never expected this of us. And so that happened at school. We had to sit exams. There was a huge amount of pressure. We were basically told, if you don't pass your exams, you're going to die um, <laughs> because you'll starve to death because you'll never get a job. So we had all that pressure put upon us. Um, and then we left education went into the workplace and found that the same situation was happening in the workplace that i remember saying on several occasions to friends the reward for success particularly at school is more work (laughs) and i think it's so true the people that are the really real hard workers are the ones that get absolutely destroyed when they don't put in as much effort and the ones that are typically not putting in as much effort um, they get rewarded when they put in more effort than they normally would. Or you get a harder paper to do. <laughs> yeah. 
harder test to take. Yeah. <laughs> and so who can blame millennials for being entitled? Who can blame millennials for sticking up for themselves? That sort of other side is those millennials that don't say anything. And so the ones that actually pipe up are usually the ones that are the ones classified as being entitled, but they're the ones that are not going to just kind of be walked over mm. in some ways. And also, really, if you think about it, somebody eventually is going to have to take over all these management roles. I think I'd rather have the entitled millennial taking over the management role, the one that's not going to take people's bullshit, than the person that's just going to roll over and go, yes, sir, no, sir, three bags full, sir, being the one managing the Well, I was reading an article the other day, and they were just saying, like, look at us talking now about coming to later parts of our 20s, and they're saying, like, these are all the millennials who are going to start stepping into these managerial positions, and so all of these arse that people have been saying, because then it's only going to be like the younger generation. What's the one just underneath us? Z or... I think we're generation Y. Well, whoever it is, but the younger lot, they're going to need managers like us in terms of understanding what we know that people want from work or Mm -hmm. what they value. And you're not going to get the... The baby boom is telling that to generation. What one is it, Wayne? You I'm just, it I'm just trying to Google it now. I think it's Z. No, Z. No. I think we're Generation Y, and I think they're Generation Z. Oh, here we are. Generation Z, also known as Centennials, the I generation, post millennials, plurals, or the Homeland generation in the United States. The homeland generation. Yeah, I think I think I generation is my favourite. As in, because they're there. Because with the millennials, we're defined because of the fact that we we're the transition generation. Yeah, we was on the cusp. We we saw the end of sort of analog technology and saw the beginning of digital technology. Whereas the uh, the I generation, it's just native. It was uh, just yeah, they were born with computers in their hands. Mm-hmm. Like. My niece knows how to use an iPad probably better than I do. Um, I can just hand it to her and go, shut up! <laughs> and she'll be happy for hours. Parenting of the uh, 21st century. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so the I generation, that's what I'm going to go with. That's, that's the one I'm choosing. Yeah. I don't like centennials, that sounds rubbish. But that's what I'm saying. Could you imagine the, the difference in terms of a baby boomer trying to manage a I generation? Oh, you could call... Hmm. Doesn't really work when you're referring to a singular, does it? (laughs) They're the I general. I I think plurals. Then I'm going to go with plurals. Plurals. So a plural. Yeah. Don't like centennial. Centennial. What does that actually mean? Uh, Well, it just feels like because millennial made sense because of the millennium. Oh, I get you. Centennial mean? It's just like somebody went. Well, we've done mill. Are we going to become the centennial podcast? Get a new young host in. (laughs) Plural podcast. Plural podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Um. But yeah, as you say, it will be it will be them then that will, and it will be interesting, I think, to see how we as millennials will treat the next generation down when we're in the positions of power. I think that'll be really interesting to see. Well, maybe we'll have a little bit more debate on that in the second half. Do you want to do a quick? Uh... Yes, uh, that was one of your hints, Gem. I got it. That was a shut the fuck up. Hint. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, to be honest, I just wanted to have a sip of my water, so oh, okay, you can so, uh, okay. crack on with okay. the old uh, his advert. <laughs> <laughs> this is the bit where Jem gets to stretch, adjust himself, scratch my balls. <laughs> now, now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so a massive, massive thank you uh, to the University of Northampton, as always, for their continued sponsorship of the show. Um, if you have not listened to the show before, um, then you don't know that Jem and I are alumni of the University of Northampton, and they've taken damn good care of us, I must say. Um, but they're a great fit for this podcast as sponsor of the show because unlike many universities, um, might be inclined to say most universities perhaps, um, they have a focus not just on churning out academics and just churning out people with more degrees and getting you on the PhD ladder. Of, you know, of course, there's an aspect of that because they're a university, but they actually pump a huge amount of resources, massive amount of resources into um, helping students and alumni set up various ventures, whether they be charities, business ventures, social enterprises, and all things in between. Um, and they have loads of courses and programs, funding opportunities that they make available to students and alumni to help get those businesses off the ground. Um, my theatre company was supported by the University of Northampton. The podcast is supported by the University of Northampton. And I know loads of other people who have set up businesses that the University of Northampton has helped um, help them either through funding or otherwise. So if setting up a business or a charity or venture of any kind is something that you're thinking about, but you would also like to get a degree as well, because that's the age we live in, um, then check them out, northampton.ac.uk, and a massive thank you to them for supporting the show. Yeah, and talking along the lines of sort of like social enterprise and obviously this whole entrepreneurship thing, I think that comes as a sort of byproduct of this um, this entitlement from millennials because I think in some ways... That was the smoothest segue I have ever did you heard. Did like that? Oh, that cheers, mate. Great. You just disrupted it now. Sorry. But all I... Yeah, because I just no, had it, to, I just the, had the to. thought was brewing while you were doing Sorry. that. And it was just this idea that I think... That entitlement that we now have is actually what has caused a lot of this um, boom in entrepreneurship is because the things we want and the things we know that can be done better are, are now not available through the traditional routes of maybe a career, but we mm. know it is possible for your entrepreneurship mm. and certain ways of living in terms of social enterprises having impact. That's an entitlement. People, we know statistically millennials want to work for companies that have want, are making a bigger impact on all the world needs that we currently see. And so actually that entitlement has actually brought on all these entrepreneurs who are coming up with creative ideas. And so in some ways, it's just, again, it comes down to the wording of entitlement or it could be knowing what is the right thing to do. And I think that's sometimes where we get. Yeah, I, I guess. Press. Yeah, I guess the problem is, is what's the difference between entitlement and ambition? Hmm. Because is it really? We were looking at we were looking at some of we saw a blog post which was breaking down symptoms, <laughs> like it's an illness of entitlement. And actually, there are a lot of things that we were going. But that's a good thing. But if I, you've got that. But I think difference. There, Not all the, of it. The difference for me between like entitlement and ambition is entitlement is very passive, and ambition is I'm going to get it, and right. I think it's the right thing to do. And I think entitlement is saying, well, I want to be in a company and I expect this much money because I want to live this kind of life. Because I think therefore I am yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. Is, is that sort of attitude. It's just, well, if, I want to, if I'm going to work for you, then I want to make sure that you're doing everything you can to have an impact on this thing that only I care about and stuff like that. And I think the, the flip side of that is, like you say, is the ambition. And I think 
more millennials come from that side of it where actually they lead with a good heart and they do want to have an impact more than I just want to work at a place that pays me what I deserve because I want to live in London and expect right. to be paid. And this is a thing that I really think that baby, baby boomers, baby is that another, boomers. Is that another that's generation? A, that's generation. What comes after generation Z? And that's the question. What's your baby going to be? Well, it'll be, Will that be a, that'll be a, a I generation or a plural. Another little plural. Um, little Wayne plurals running around. <laughs> no one see that. <laughs> no, no one's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, um, what was I going to say? Sorry. Oh yeah. So this is the, this is, I think this is the problem that a lot of baby boomers struggle to understand. I've had several conversations with several of them and tried to explain <laughs> that several of those This entitled millennial coming over with his opinions. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which, by the way, I am fully entitled to. What was that point about people feeling entitled? <laughs> Ruthless. But no, so, um... This idea, and I think they really struggle to get their hand, head around it, and I can't blame them because, you know, that's their world versus our world, but I think that baby boomers seem to think that the that millennials are just as money-oriented than the, as they are. And I personally, from my experience, do not think that that is the case. Because as you say, a lot of millennials are looking at problems and looking at ways that they can solve problems, but also realizing that because of the financial pressures that are put on us, because, by the way, the baby boomers fucked it up. Um, You've got too many homes. <laughs> they, yeah, because of the financial pressures millennials are under, they understand that they really have to make as much money as they possibly can whilst trying to solve all these other problems that have gone unsolved for generations because it pleases the people at the top. Uh, um, but, I, but I think a lot of baby boomers that I speak to, when I say to them things like, who's happier, who's wealthier, the person that works three hours, uh, three three hours, three days a week and earns 30K or the person that works six days a week earning 100K, who's wealthier? And they don't seem to grasp that concept as much because I think they then go, yeah, but the money. <laughs> and you go, yeah, but I don't need that much. I don't need that much. If I can have the things that you're working your ass off to have by just having more free time. If I could spend more time with my family because I'm not chasing 100K and only chasing 30K, does that mean that they're going to have a shit life, my kids, because I'm only earning 30K? Sure, they won't have all the luxuries that, that your kids might have, but is that going to make them better people? Are they going to have better experiences? Sometimes the experiences I treasure most from when I was a kid were the ones where we were really poor and we went on holiday to Skegness. You know, and we were in Panda's Palace, word up Panda's Palace, repping on the Powerful Nonsense podcast, you know, <laughs> drinking Panda Pops and what and whatnot, you know, rather than going to big fancy restaurants, staying in a hotel. I love a good caravan holiday. Friend of mine, he turns his nose up at caravan holidays because he never bloody had them. <laughs> but there's something quite charming about a caravan holiday. Yeah, I, that just, I love. I just think that for millennials, though, money is just not the same kind of metric that it means to baby boomers no. in any way. I think we care about other things. And yes, we do want money. And yes, we would like to earn as much as possible. But it's at what expense, really? That's what we're thinking about. Yeah, exactly. At what expense? What's the cost? Mm -hmm. What's the cost? But I think going back to the ambition and entitlement thing, 
I think one of the, and one of the things that when we were looking at ideas for this episode and things to talk about, one of the things that came up was self pity, and as you said about entitlement being passive and ambition being active, I think <clears throat> really it becomes entitlement when it becomes about self pity and it becomes about well. I don't have this, but I should be able to have this just because, as opposed to, you know, when people are complaining about not, and I'm going to try and pick my words carefully because I know I've been quite ranty in this episode, um, but when people are complaining about the fact that they're only earning minimum wage, right, and you think, well, okay, sure, you are entitled to minimum wage and that is good, but why... If you have a legitimate argument to explain why you deserve more, then take it up with your boss. But if you're going to sit there and go, I really wish I was being paid more than minimum wage and only talk to your mum about it, <laughs> then nothing's going to change, is it? Because you're not talking to the people that need to. And sure, you might end up, your boss might go, well, I don't think you're worth that much. Yeah. But then is that the boss sticking it to you? Or maybe you need to, you know invest a little bit of money in a short course or something to boost your skills or whatever. Like, and, and that's the difference I think. And sorry to pick on the people that are on minimum wage. Cause I was working minimum wage until about a year ago. So, uh, I, I get it, but like you have to take an active approach on improving is basically what I'm trying to say. You've got to be worthy of your entitlement. If you're going to feel entitled about yeah. it, you've got to back it. Like, why are you entitled? What are you bringing to the table? Ultimately, no, you can't. You can't very well sit there and say, "Well, I, I'm gutted. My music career hasn't taken off, and you've never written a damn song in ten years." Do you know what I mean? Like, or you know, I'm gutted that my business never took off. It's like, well, how much? How much time do you put into your business? If you're only putting in an hour a week, then of course your business isn't going to take off. And I think so much of the entitlement versus ambition comes from the people that are ambitious are the ones that will go into the office and knock on the door and go, this is how much I'm looking to earn. And then open up a negotiation because your boss might very well say, well, okay, I understand that you want to, but here's the figures for our business. Here's the figures that we've got on your work. This is why we're only paying you that much. But if you can improve those, we'll, we'll up your pay. Mm -hmm. But if you're not going to have that conversation, it's not going to work. It's the same with the music career. If you're the ambitious person is the person that puts out one new song every week. You know, the entitled person is the person that goes, well, I am a musician, therefore. Why is no one listening to my work? Why aren't yeah. I signed to a label yet? Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's all. Yeah, I think in some ways entitlement is a bit of a symptom of the culture in some ways. Mm. In that, well, and yeah, and, and I mean, who can blame them, right? Because you you see people posting pictures on Instagram, and then you realise, oh, that's their job. Yeah, and you think, oh, well, how did that happen? I was actually reading an article. Uh, sorry to bring up being an actor again, um, like but I was you. reading an article yesterday. I think I posted it on my. Um, on my personal Facebook page, um, where it was talking, it was it was a bit of a ranty article. So that's why it piqued your interest. Uh, so of course it piqued my interest. Yeah, <laughs> um, basically saying it was like things that people don't know about what actors really do. And one of the things that they were talking about was about um, when models and athletes seem to seamlessly transition into being an actor. And actually the truth of the matter is that usually they've spent uh, several years training, hedging their bets a little bit before they slip into it. But it's just the fact that you don't see all that background work and actually that 
the job of an actor is to hide the fact that they're acting. The more, the le- the more you can see that they're acting, the worse they are as an actor. So therefore you assume that therefore it must be easy because the skill of being an actor is to make it look effortless. And I think that's the same for many things like modeling and musicians and things like that. It's to make it seem effortless. And so I think because of that, people look at it and go, well, it should be effortless. Here I am putting in no effort and nothing's happening. <laughs> And I think that's part of the problem, particularly with a lot of people's ambitions, because it does, on the outside, appear to be mostly effortless. So anybody out there who's feeling entitled, you need to check yourself. Before you wreck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) That might be a good place to uh, wind things up. I feel like that was mostly me ranting that entire episode. I know, it's quite enjoyable, actually. I've just got to sit back and listen to you rant. Uh, Do you want to add anything? Not particularly. I just think I was just quite happy with how naturally that sort of comparison between the entitlement and ambition. I think that's just the key to look at it really is to kind of see, okay, am I feeling entitled? Like, am I seeing other people getting the things that I want? Mm -hmm. And I'm saying to myself, well, I want a bit of that. If they can have it, I want some of that. But then you need to go, like we say, check yourself. You got to see, are you doing things that should, that you should then be rewarded and get those Mm -hmm. things? And I think a lot of the time it's probably no, and I think, yeah, there's loads of these articles online and you might see entire, like millennials being entitled, but they spend their money on coffee and avocado sandwiches or whatever, <laughs> all that rubbish. They're yeah. just kind of scaremongering things and just, just again, just trying to cause mm-hmm. a debate. But I think a lot of us millennials are saying, yeah, we want a better life and we want to um, live on our terms. And we know that we've spoke about it many, many times, the pillars of what we believe and what we know millennials want. But again, anything good comes at a price and it means you've just got to decide are you putting in enough work to get the things you want out of life and most likely not most people won't be doing that and that's why they won't get the things they want the reason i decided to start business or be an entrepreneur is because i know that the uh nine to five is very unlikely to ever make me be able to get on the property ladder you're gonna need a lot of bloody money so Mm. it just doesn't work and so i'm not entitled to say well i should be entitled to a property in london i'm saying i can't afford a property in london doing the traditional way method of having a career unless I'm on I don't know unless I work my way up for 10 years but I'll choose a different route which is now available to me entrepreneurship or freelancing or Mm -hmm. whatever else and that's the way I look at it and so again yeah you can't be passive you can't uh, have that self-pity which we spoke about you've just got to put in the work ultimately Mm -hmm. and another thing in terms of entitlement is if you think about it if you, are, if you have the ability to listen to this podcast, then it's safe to assume you've already lucked out because of just all of the resources that are available to you that weren't available to our parents when we were younger and also are not available to those people that live in countries that aren't either don't have access to this stuff because the governments don't allow it or because they just don't have access to the internet full stop. You've already lucked out. And even... Further than that, you've already looked out just from existing because, and we've talked about this in uh, one of our talks in the past, the probability of you existing is the same as the entire population of San Francisco gathering in a venue, rolling a 20 million sided dice and all rolling the exact same number. Think about that. And then tell me how you're entitled to everything that you want. And I'll tell you to shut the up. <laughs> <laughs> Work for it. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Cool.
Oh, that was quite. Whew. You really got your rant. Oh, sorry, you? sorry, guys. I've. I need to eat a Snickers. <laughs> I'm not me when I'm hungry. <laughs> um, but no, plenty of stuff to think about. Would like your thoughts as well. Yeah. So if you're, if you think, oh, do you think millennials are entitled? Where are they entitled? What? Yeah, I'd just love to get someone else's feedback on what we've said. Really. Yeah. It would be nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, please do give your opinions because this is your show as much as it is ours, maybe even more so. Um, so yeah, hit us up uh, at pn underscore podcast on the old Twitterzoid, or if you want to send an email. Uh, I'm Wayne at PowerfulNonsense.com and Jem is Jem at PowerfulNonsense spelled C-E-M because it's a Turkish C. Um, and <laughs> I'm a Turkish C there. <laughs> it's a bit harsh. You've used that joke already. Have nobody, I? Yeah, nobody, no. li- nobody likes recycled material, Jem. Oh, sorry, man. It's been a while. <laughs> it has been a while, to be fair. I think it was like two or three episodes ago. I really? said the same thing and you were like, oh, did you just call me a Turkish C? I was oh. like, yes, I did. I bet it says when we look back, it probably about 20 episodes ago. Oh, God, don't because... It so I can bring it back true. every 20. Every 20, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, if you could leave a review for us, we'd be incredibly grateful. It does help get the show out in front of more people who could really use to hear some of my rant bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Gems, because Gem does occasionally rant bomb. A little sleepy today. Just, just not today. He thought he'd let me... To be honest, I didn't have any caffeine. You've, uh, you That's true, up. I got a cup... <sighs> you caffeine. That was your trick, was it? You caffeine. Yeah, I was like, you know what, if I just double bag him... <laughs> He'll <laughs> do all the talking. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> we're just blushing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'm gonna go. <laughs> so thanks for tuning in, and we shall catch you next time. See you later.